Welcome to the Woven Well podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Estes. I'm a certified fertility care practitioner with a master divinity degree. Each episode will cover a topic that helps educate and empower you on your fertility while honoring the deep connection your fertility has with your faith. Let's get started. Thanks for joining us today as we talk about a truly important topic, hormonal contraception, or specifically what we often refer to as the pill. There are millions of women on the pill right now, and you may be one of them. It's important for any woman taking it to truly understand what it does and how it functions, how effective it is, what it treats, along with the side effects or any risks in taking it. More than anything, I want to share some facts with you. Everything I talk about today can be found through personal research, and I encourage you to do that. But our hope is to make it, you know, just a little bit easier for you to hear it all in one place as you discern if birth control pills are right for you and your family. Let's start with what the birth control pill is. I do want to clarify that birth control, or the pill, is a type of hormonal contraception, but not all hormonal contraception is necessarily the pill. Hormonal IUDs, vaginal rings, patches, and more are also examples of forms of contraception that use hormones as their primary mechanism. So birth control pills specifically are tablets made of compounds that mimic the reproductive hormones estrogen and progesterone. Some pills use both, and some only use progesterone-mimicking compounds, but note that in either scenario, they aren't the actual hormones, but a synthetic compound that mimics them. So it works by utilizing these compounds in several ways to reduce the quality of a developing egg to prevent ovulation, to thicken the mucus in the cervix and to make it harder for sperm to travel into the female reproductive system, and to thin the lining of the uterus so that an embryo or fertilized egg can't implant. And if any of those terms or descriptions are like, huh, (laughs) then I encourage you to go back and listen to episode one, which goes over the functions of your reproductive system and explains each aspect of what I just mentioned. Now, as effectiveness goes, it's very effective. It's 99% effective at preventing the conception and carrying of an embryo. Of course, there are going to be things that can alter that effectiveness, such as use of certain drugs like antibiotics, cholesterol-lowering drugs, or antifungal or herbal supplements like St. John's wort. And sickness, too, that includes vomiting or diarrhea can reduce the effectiveness. But overall, the method effectiveness is 99%. And for most women, that's the main thing they're looking for. Like, they want to avoid pregnancy. Of course, there are a growing number of women who are put on birth control not for contraception, but because they had an issue with their cycle. This could be painful periods, irregular cycles, endometriosis, heavy bleeding, PCOS, acne, PMS symptoms, the list could go on and on. Many of these symptoms aren't experienced when the reproductive system is shut down, so it makes it easier to go about day-to-day life. The pill really was revolutionary to women and to couples. For one, women felt like they had a say in the size of their family after a lifetime of being completely in the dark about how to accomplish that. And you know, I'm all about women and couples having that kind of confidence in planning their families. So what could be the problem? And it sounds like this miracle drug that literally fixes all the reproductive problems. And for many years, it was called very similar. 
of course, there are going to be some women that feel that this is the right call and the right method for them. They use it for a short or longer period of time and don't experience any of those side effects, and they do well despite the increased long-term risks. But I'd say for the majority of women taking it, they have a different experience. Birth control has side effects. While they're often denied in the doctor's office or women are told, just wait three, six months, see what happens, see how your body adjusts, there's no doubt that they're there. In fact, the pharmaceutical manufacturing companies even admit them. You know, I encourage you to find that printout booklet in your box and read all the side effects. They're not going to be highlighted or anything. You're going to have to dig a little, but they're there. And more than those listed are the experienced side effects by real women known by you and me. I recently asked my Instagram followers for feedback on what they experienced while on this type of contraception. These are women who are, of course, interested in reproductive health. That's why they're following our Woven Fertility account. But many are still using some type of birth control. The most common response I got from tons of answers was bad. They felt bad. And of course, there are more detailed answers, along with many I know or have heard from, ranged from drastic mood changes to life-threatening blood clots. So I'm going to read a list here of many of the known birth control side effects. Reduced memory function, less able to deal with stress, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, reduced bone development, brain fog, decreased libido, reduced learning capacity, affected breast development, unusual bleeding, nausea, headaches or migraines, weight gain, blood clots, ovarian cysts, or thinning hair. There are also increased risks involved in even short-term use of birth control, which include cardiovascular disease, including heart attacks at a young age, death by suicide, infertility, increased risk for cervical and breast cancer, and several other types of cancers. In fact, for this one, studies show that you have to stop taking the pill for a minimum of 10 years before those cancer risks decrease back down to the average woman. And then pulmonary embolisms, which can be fatal blood clots. So some of the things in these lists are from the combo pill and some are from the mini pill, but many are shared by both. And I'm wondering, were these discussed with you when you talked with your doctor about possible side effects? I hope so, because women deserve to know them so that they can make a truly informed decision about their health and family planning. And you're going to hear that a lot from us here at Woven, <laughs> whether it's this episode or ones in the past or ones to come. Uh, informed decision making is really important to us, and I'm sure it is to you as well. Now, one area that's not talked about a lot is the fact that one of the main mechanisms for effectiveness, as mentioned earlier, is the thinning of the uterine lining. Now, the sole job of the uterine lining is to support the implantation of an embryo or a fertilized egg. It needs that blood and nutrients and support that the thicker lining offers in order to implant and continue growing and developing. For some, an embryo is not something they're concerned about, but I always want to be upfront. And for me, an embryo is a life. So preventing that life from implanting is a serious thing to consider. And one that I think is important for any believer who's using or considering using birth control. Just like with medical side effects, it's important to know the risks so that she can weigh them. 
even if she's only taking it for a short amount of time. Which reminds me, something I only recently learned through viewing that new business of birth control documentary. I don't know if you've seen it, but if you have, let me know what you thought. The bulk of the research we have on birth control is from short-term use studies because, get this, the pill is only approved by the FDA for short-term use. Any long-term side effects or risks are dependent on the manufacturers to report. (gasps) This blew me away because how many women have been taking this for decades? long beyond the short-term use. Of course, there are a few independent studies. One shows that women put on hormonal contraception between ages 15 and 19 were 80% more likely to experience depression than those not on birth control. 80%. And that's important because so many young women are being put on birth control right now. Uh, a lot of times for temporary symptomatic issues by truly well-meaning loved ones or sympathetic medical professionals. But this contraception has lifelong effects. And also for young women being put on this, I just want you to know it's completely normal for it to take two years or so for those initial cycles to start to normalize. And if things aren't normal by that time, it's time to investigate why so that you can be treated instead of just told, take this pill so you don't have to worry about it. And listen, I get it. I respect it. It feels like the easier option. And all of this would be so much easier. If there weren't any concerns, and it was just this perfect, easy way to solve all these problems. But unfortunately, those concerns are there, and the results of these period fixes are going to be temporary. None of the the issues I mentioned earlier, the ones many women take birth control to address, are actually fixed or even improved long-term by birth control. Painful periods and regular cycles and endometriosis, heavy bleeding, PCOS, acne, PMS symptoms, all those things are going to be right back where they were when she stops birth control. And as Dr. Laura Bryden pointed out in the documentary, if any of those are caused by an underlying disease, then those diseases are going unchecked for that entire time, possibly leaving the condition worse than when it started. And all of this is just, I don't know, it frustrates me. Um, because to me, this says that women are being disrespected. They're being told that their long-term health just isn't a priority. And understanding their fertility is too complicated for them. And they're being told that any side effects that they have are in their head. And instead, they're not being told factual information about the risks they're taking in swallowing that pill day after day, year after year, decade after decade. And to me, that just, that just feels disrespectful. You can't sever that critical connection between a woman's reproductive hormones and her brain, shutting down ovulation, and not expect it to make a difference and have systemic consequences. Now, what I'm not saying is that women should not be able to plan their families or avoid pregnancy. I believe that women are incredibly capable of doing both with the same effectiveness of the pill. And I believe that that can be done without any of those side effects or risks or ethical dilemmas. 
You have options when it comes to family planning. And I'm not talking about IUDs <laughs> because those provide many of the same side effects and risks, just in a different packaging and a packaging that's a lot more difficult to have removed when you're ready for it to stop. Now I'm talking about natural options that allow you to partner with your spouse to have the freedom to choose to avoid or achieve pregnancy at any time and respects the life from the moment of conception. You also have options with your reproductive health care. Of course, the pill revolutionized many things over the years. I would say one of those is the field of women's reproductive health. I actually have several clients who are in that medical field themselves, and they've told me that women's health is the only field where the goal is not to diagnose and cure the issue, but instead masking the symptoms is considered sufficient. Ah, ah, why? <laughs> Why is that sufficient? So instead, I want you to know that there are health professionals out there who are trained in restorative reproductive health. So instead of masking the symptoms of a problem, they want to name that problem and treat it and send you on your way a healthier person with all the lovely benefits of ovulation intact. And you are capable women are given the message either directly or indirectly that they aren't capable of handling their own fertility. It's too hard or you're too busy. It's complicated. You don't have the time to learn to, to do it every day. Maybe you'll make mistakes. And I want to know like, where's this coming from? Because I've seen over and over again that women are capable far more capable than birth control actually, because you get the same effectiveness as the pill, but with a deep understanding of your body, how it's working, what feels off, what's normal for you, and what you should be concerned about. So in my opinion, this is what's truly empowering. The ability to know and respect your body and your health decisions and family planning. Having a system that gives you the full freedom to plan your family as you'd like any given cycle, completely independent of any contraception or device. Understanding your body and its health so that you can spot something different quickly and work to feel better for the long term. Prioritizing your reproductive health, not just in this moment, but for as long as you have it. So that's the big picture. And as always, there's so much more we could talk about here, <laughs> really so much more. You may be interested in saying goodbye to your birth control pills, and I want to make sure you have the options and the resources to do that. There are some books out there on the topic, Beyond the Pill by Dr. Jolene Brighton might be a good place to start, but I'd love to provide you with personal one-on-one -on -one assistance if you're interested in using a natural form of family planning and reproductive health maintenance. Each month, we offer an online group introductory session where you get to hear me talk about how your body works, some of the amazing things it can show you about your health, how to chart your cycles, and how to avoid pregnancy naturally with 99.5% effectiveness. You can even schedule a time to talk with me personally before you decide if you'd like to continue working one-on-one. -on -one. I'd love to hear your story and help in any way that I can. I really would. You can register for both at wovenfertility.com. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope it's been informative and helpful. If you know of anyone else that you think 
would also find it helpful, I hope that you'll send it to them or have them connect with me on Instagram at Woven Fertility. I'm so glad you're joining us as we continue to explore together what it means to be woven well. 